Welcome to On Time in Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Time in Full, the podcast where we explore the strategies and best practices that keep businesses running smoothly. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle. And right now, we have a fascinating episode lined up where we're going to be diving into the world of design conveyor systems and just uncovering how compliance plays a crucial role in keeping projects on time but also more importantly on budget. So joining us today is Michelle Blodgett, the compliance manager at DCS. Michelle brings just a large wealth of knowledge and experience and navigating all sorts of regulations and standards. So welcome, Michelle. Hey, good morning, Gabby. Thanks. Thank you for having me and excited to be here. Absolutely. I am too. Well, uh, before we dive into the good stuff, go ahead and just give us a quick rundown of designed conveyor systems, but also what you do as the compliance manager and your role there. Sure. Well, Design Conveyor Systems is a material handling integrator. Uh, so we serve our customers in ways where we solve some problems for them uh, logistically. Uh, it could be parcel projects. Um, it could be uh, distribution and fulfillment like T-shirts, you know, actual items. Uh, so they come to us with, uh, you know, problems for getting uh, boxes or materials, you know, shipped out the door or onto their destination. And uh, DCS provides some really amazing solutions for that. And then we oversee the installation of those projects. So we have design teams, engineering teams, uh, site managers, project managers, all working together uh, behind the scenes collaboratively to deliver a phenomenal project to our customers. Um, my role with the company is the compliance manager, and there's lots of different things that I touch on um, throughout the project lifecycle. Uh, one of the two or two of the things we're going to talk about today, rather, is uh, licensing and permitting and how those two uh, parts of compliance really play a key factor in keeping DCS projects on time and in full. So super excited to share some of that info with you. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's go a little bit into hurdles. Uh, so when it or challenges, so to speak. So what are some of the usual things that DCS faces when it comes to keeping projects on track with timelines and budgets? Uh, what are some of the things that um, might bottleneck or get a little bit in the way that um, you've had to face and kind of overcome? Sure. Um, so as you know, you could think of this as a, a, a construction project, right? We're putting parts and pieces of conveyor together and really working on site. It could be a you know, brand new warehouse, let's say, that was uh, put up by the customer and we're going in at a certain stage and you know, assembling conveyor. So a lot of times working with subcontractors or other suppliers, um, you know how that can be. You know, you're depending on someone else and managing those schedules, uh, that definitely can be a hurdle. So just having coordination put in place uh, to make sure that everyone stays uh, in their lane and on time, uh, getting what they need to on site, that, that definitely is a big hurdle. Um, the beginning part of that process would be more so into the permitting of the project. Uh, every project uh, that DCS provides typically has some kind of permitting requirements uh, that would be just like if you were building a house and you needed a construction permit to build that house. Projects that DCS does uh, need a permit as well. So my part in that role is to fact find with the AHJ or the authority holding jurisdiction over that project. Uh, typically, it's determined by the project address or location. And through that project uh, process, we're able to figure out who that particular AHJ is. Is it the local city, the county, the state? 
and uh, by communicating with them, I'm able to learn what they need in order for DCS, uh, you know, to move forward with the project. Do they need a complete set of plans? Do they need a specific type of license? Um, maybe it's a, a bond for the project or some kind of insurance requirements. So I think managing the front end with the permitting needs and knowing what we need to put the project uh, together and move forward. And then also uh, coordinating that with our subcontractors, uh, keeping those schedules super tight and having all of that information ahead of uh, schedule, you know, before we get to site, that really is crucial, um, getting out of the gate and keeping everyone on time. So if you spend a lot of time at the beginning of the project, doing some fact finding and, you know, clarifying all of those needs uh, that are required, it really sets up the project for a great success. So we can be on time and deliver to the customer. Absolutely. Well, compliance is a, a big deal and a big part of this as well. But how exactly does it play a crucial role in making sure uh, projects stay on time, like what we're talking about, but also on budget? Uh, so what are some of the key compliance regulations and standards that DCS adheres to? So that's a great question. Um, I've done a lot of work over the past two years or so to put DCS in a very forward facing position as far as licensing is concerned. Um, a lot of states require different types of licenses to do the work that DCS does. So it could be something as a commercial general contractor's license. It could be a subclassification of a license. Um, maybe it's steel and aluminum erection. So it really just depends on where DCS is working as uh, what kind of license type is required. Uh, there also are some other license types, um, tax licenses that really deal with the financial piece of the project just to make sure that, you know, once the project is completed, um, you know, revenue is accounted for and, you know, we're able to have the proper licenses ahead of time to make sure that, you know, that's accounted for at that jurisdiction as well. Um, having the ability to have the licensing piece uh, kind of like on autopilot, so to say, um, really allows us to get out of the gate. So an example of that would be, let's say we took a project in a state that we had never worked in. Um, and maybe we didn't know what the licensing requirements were. Sometimes it could take a very long time, possibly even two to three months to secure the licensing that you would need even to just move forward with the project. So as I had mentioned earlier, um, I took a lot of time and a lot of process to build uh, licensing, uh, I guess, on autopilot for DCS. So we're pretty much set up in a great position where all of our state level licenses that are required across the country, we already have. Um, and then a lot of the uh, more so local or county business license requirements, DCS also has in place. So knowing the process um, helps to move that I guess that process along a little bit faster. Um, it doesn't require us to say, okay, what do we need to do? We already know what we need to do because those steps have already been put in place. Um, very similarly with the permitting aspect, um, we have created a process for permitting um, when we do know we're having projects coming down the project pipeline in advance of even you know, handing off to engineering. I'm already involved in that process so I can take a look at uh, where is the project going to be installed? What type of project is it? What type of building are we going into? And by learning some of those key elements of the project, that will help me have a better conversation uh, with the permitting department for that 
AHJ and make sure that I have all of the necessary information for the project management team to really submit their permit application with everything that's required immediately. So there is no lag time and back and forth and, you know, hey, you forgot to attach this or, hey, we need that. So part of the compliance role that that I'm responsible for is finding out all of those, you know, little key nuances so that we're not taken um, you know, back some steps while we're in the process. Because, um, you know, don't not having a permit when you want to start your project or, you know, you have a schedule that says you're going to be on site in two weeks and you haven't even applied for a permit, that can be a dangerous place to live. Um, you absolutely uh, want to strive, DCS does strive for having our permit in hand well in advance of even, you know, mobilizing or setting foot onto the premises. Uh, just keeps you in a better place. And having all of those parts and pieces really just does help to have the project stay on time. Uh, staying on time and on budget is so incredibly important, as we prefaced. Uh, but can you share some of uh, what might be the best uh, practices or strategies that DCS follows to maintain uh, compliance throughout the entire project lifecycle that we're talking about? Uh, we're talking about project management. So um, as we're going through the project's lifecycle, what are some of those major uh, best practices and strategies that you find that uh, you keep practicing in order to maintain this? Sure. Um, that's a great question. And really, there's one word for that answer. And I really believe it's communication. And all of the departments within DCS, whether it's engineering, whether it's purchasing, uh, compliance, um, you know, project management, the ability to communicate with each other from the very beginning of even, you know, getting a wind of, hey, you know, we're having an opportunity to bid this project um, is paramount. Because if everyone in DCS doesn't know what's about to come forward, right, it makes it just that more difficult for everyone to stay on the same page. So we have um, established, like I had mentioned earlier, a lot of key processes within the company that really allow uh, for that to happen. Um, my role sits within an, a group in the organization called the PMO or the Project Management Office. And within that group, uh, that's what we do all day. Um, we serve the rest of the company, which in turn serves our clients for, I guess, discovering maybe, you know, some holes and gaps in our process. And then we refine that process. And then we deliver that process not only to the team that it applies to, but also to the company as a whole. Um, our company handbook really speaks volumes to that process. And I think that's why DCS is really able to you know, do the work that we do for our clients because our communication internally um, is paramount. We have great communication externally as well with the stakeholders outside of DCS. So I think that for, you, you know, the answer to your question is hands down communication. Um, we are always reevaluating and evaluating better ways to do what we do to serve our customers um, and also to help each other internally. So kind of encompassing all of these topics that we've talked about uh, so far, uh, teamwork is the dream work, right? So how does uh, effective collaboration and then communication, as you also just mentioned, uh, between compliance, project management, and just all um, other stakeholders and uh, other things contribute uh, to project success? Because there's a lot of factors that go into this, but um, how do you find that you maintain um, kind of that teamwork mentality so that everything moves together and integrates seamlessly? So I think that's a, a twofold answer. So I think um, w having the ability to know what our teammates need 
is really going to help us give them what they need. So again, that communication piece really ties into that. And I think just asking questions, right, being learning oriented, um, we need to know. So if we're feeling like, hey, I don't have enough information to do what I need to do for this project, we have such a very open policy within DCS, like we need to collaborate. So we hold regular meetings, um, weekly meetings. We have meetings internally with certain stakeholders. Um, you know, project management has meetings weekly with external stakeholders. So I think just knowing a couple of things, how the process works, um, which is great, but it also helps to uncover those gaps. So always communicating with one another. And then when we don't know, you know, hey, I haven't heard from someone in, in quite a bit about, you know, this particular question that they asked three weeks ago, let me follow up with them. So I think being proactive about, you know, staying on top of the projects that we're working on to make sure that either I'm not, you know, missing something or there's something that I can't do to, you know, to help someone else. Um, I may not know someone is covered up and needs help, so if I reach out to them and say, you know, hey, is there anything that I can do to help move this project forward? You know, please let me know. Um, one of the cool things about my job, too, which is why I love it so much, is I, I get a lot of questions. So sometimes if people are unsure of, you know, hey, what does this mean on a permit application? Or, hey, you know, someone in finance is asking for this. Do you know what that is? I field a lot of questions of a variety of nature. So for me, that, you know, helps to be learning oriented as well. And it also helps to, you know, have my fellow coworkers solve some problems. Uh, so again, I, I really feel that communication is our strong point within DCS. And I really feel that that definitely helps to jump over those hurdles, you know, keep everyone on the same page. And, you know, by holding those regular meetings, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a 10 minute phone call or, you know, a 20 minute email, uh, you know, th not a 20 minute email thread, but, um, you know, holding those conversations um, weekly helps to keep everyone on track. All right. So moving on to talk a little bit about risks that are involved, uh, but staying on topic with the theme of compliance, how um, how does compliance help in terms of uh, dodging those curveballs, those hurdles that we were talking about earlier uh, that could mess with project timelines and budgets and uh, just kind of disrupt everything? Sure. Um, so risk is a huge factor, right? We all mitigate risk all day in our own personal lives. And, you know, I do that for a living with DCS. And I think the biggest risk is not knowing what you need for a particular project. Um, in regards to licensing, there are some states in the country that if you bid on a project without proper licensing, you could get fined and you could lose your ability to bid on that project. So just making sure that um, we're aware as a company um, of what those potential risks are from a licensing perspective, as well as a permitting perspective, uh, talks to that second point of, you know, the financial risk that's associated with it. It could be that hefty fine of not having the correct licensure. It could be um, even something as, as small as asking for an expedited review period for your permit application, because we didn't know particular information was required to submit with that initial permit application. Typically, those expedition um, in permitting process reviews requires an additional cost. So again, a lot of legwork up front, getting all of those ducks in a row really helps avoid any time or financial hiccups, you know, throughout the project life cycle. 
following along uh, on this thread, do you have any hard examples that you could provide in terms of real uh, real time experience where you've kind of faced these uh, risks and uh, you faced these hurdles and curveballs? All these things we're talking about, uh, but when it came down to it, compliance was what. Um, helped achieve those challenges, overcome them, uh, some just real-time examples or real-life ones that uh, perhaps, I mean, I'm sure you've got plenty in the, in the storage, but uh, just one that we can share with our audience that kind of um, shows this in work. Um, so I could probably give a lot of examples on that, but I think the biggest one of those comes down to the permitting process. Um, nothing is going to happen unless you have a correct permit in place for the scope of your project. Um, there have been instances, and it probably will happen again, um, where the AHJ, maybe that is a small town, and that particular person who reviews the permit application is on vacation, and there is no one else to review that information. And, you know, DCS wasn't aware of that. We didn't know it was a, you know, a one-person department. So waiting, you know, time, that we're having to you know expend for that person to review that application you know to even ask questions about the permit maybe wants additional information um, definitely uh, we've experienced that as far as a project delay um, because we didn't know you know certain i guess not necessarily private but certain nuances uh, to smaller maybe locations that were you know doing some work in and you know you'd have yourself all ready to go and project managers would have their uh, timeline all ready to go and then all of a sudden we run into this well you know this particular person is is not in the office and everything just comes to a crashing standstill and there's really nothing we can do um, so things like that that are way out of our control um, are frustrating but when you have experience and knowledge and you know, you've been doing this for about a minute, you can find some other ways to get around that obstacle. Um, there might be an opportunity if that's the case where you know, that person is out of office and they can't touch you know, or give the green light to the permit application where we might be able to actually bring product on site have it sitting there, not starting any of the installation, but at least, you know, getting our ducks ready. So when that person comes back, reviews the permit application and, you know, gives it a green light, we're already ready to go. So there's definitely ways of, you know, learning by, I guess, trial by fire that we've learned that, okay, it, you know, in this particular instance, we can default to B, C, and D. So that particular example of, you know, waiting for someone um, and asking questions about, you know, can we move forward with X, Y, and Z and just not, you know, anchoring anything or beginning to, you know, stand up any conveyor. Is that possible? Um, so things like that happen all the time. And I think just being able to be flexible and, you know, having someone who has experience in knowing some other avenues that can be pursued definitely helps to mitigate some of the, the risk and the time loss for those kinds of examples. All right, Michelle. So lastly, any extra nuggets of wisdom or maybe uh, insider kind of insights that you'd like to share uh, with our listeners when it comes to compliance, uh, but most importantly, its impact on project success, because that's what we're really focusing on here. At the end of the day, we, we want our projects to be successful. So maybe uh, what's some wisdom from your end there? So I think above and beyond all definitely is communication, right? If we don't know what each other needs, um, then we're never gonna have a successful project. And I also think that coupled with um, someone in, in a role like mine who has the experience and has you know, 
I guess, some setbacks and learn from those setbacks and able to bring uh, to the table um, some valuable information because I'm one of those people that it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So from my seat, there's never enough licensing. There's never enough fact finding around permitting. There's never enough questions that I could ask because what I do really helps sets the project up for success. Um, so if anyone out there who's listening to this podcast is looking for ways to improve um, any you know facet of what their organization does from a compliance perspective, there's in from like I said, from my perspective, there is no overkill. Um, it's always better to be set up for success so your project management team can get on time, scope, and budget um, with with whatever project they're doing. That could be in material handling, it could be in finance, it could be in healthcare. Um, you know, doing a lot of legwork on the front end really saves a lot of headache time while you're in, already involved in the project. No, absolutely. And that's a wrap for today's episode for On Time in Full. Thank you so much, Michelle, for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Gabby. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And to our audience, as always, if you want to learn more, uh, please visit designedconveyor.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host for today, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in.